Welcome to this series from Resurrection Life Church in Granville, Michigan. It's it's kind of funny. Jane and I uh, had lunch this week with Dwayne and Jeannie on Wednesday. And at lunch, Dwayne says to us, hey guys, Sunday, we got this awesome speaker coming. He is funny. He's young, good looking. So driving home, my wife says to me, I'd like to go see him. So honey, here he is, right here he is, funny and good looking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but it is my pleasure to be able to be here. And you got you to gotta at least know this too, this is really weird to me. It's not weird now, I understand it. But you know, I get, I get booked out to speak, you guys know that. And there's this church in Greenville, Michigan that booked me to speak this weekend. I don't travel a lot, right, Thanksgiving and Christmas, stay home more. And so this church in Greenville, I said, yeah, I'll do it. And they only wanted me, listen to this, when they booked me six months or more ago, they only wanted Saturday night and Sunday night. And my assistant, are you sure you don't need him on Sunday morning? Nope, we don't want him on Sunday morning, just Saturday night and Sunday night. Nobody ever just books me that way. It's kind of weird. And I, even driving up there last night, I'm like, why would somebody do that? Well, I found out at 1.40 this morning. Why? Because I'm supposed to speak here. So that's why I can be here this morning, and so it's my pleasure to be able to do that. And my wife, Jane, is with me, and I look forward to sharing this message that kind of kicks off this series, and I know Pastor Dwayne will be talking about it more, uh, just having a heart for the house, obviously talking about supporting the ministry uh, that's happening here at Res that touches so many lives around the world. And so it's my privilege to partner with Pastor Dwayne, love him dearly, he's brother in the Lord, and so thank you for letting me preach this morning. Now, if you were here, uh, I'm going to use the concept I used a couple Wednesday nights ago. So if you were here and you heard that message, just look over your name and go, this is fresh. Just don't act like you know anything about it, because I'm going to take the concept I shared there and just emphasize it a little bit more. Let me tell you where this message happened to me. I was, I was flying uh, into Minneapolis, Minnesota and landing, and I don't know why on this particular day, the pilot, it, it got down really low. He wasn't circling Minneapolis. I know that because the plane wasn't tilted at all. It was flatline, and we were flying down. I mean, you, you'll be able to tell by the picture better than me how many thousand feet high we were up, but I, I'm showing you this picture because I know you guys think, he makes these stories up. I'm not making this up. I was flying really low, and we were flying over Minnesota. You can see the, there's lots of lakes. I saw way more lakes and the river there. And then there was just so many beautiful views of like, you know, the farmland. You could see where farmers lived. It was, it was awesome. And I was listening to my you know, music on my phone. And I am a connoisseur of all kinds of music. If you're here and you like a certain type of music, I probably can relate to you because I like all types. I, I was listening that day. I wrote it down. I remember I was listening to I listened to Jeremy Camp. I love Jeremy Camp. It's great worship. I was listening to Boys to Men, Boys to Men. Some of y'all like some Boys to Men. And then I was listening to Randy Travis. I'm from South Carolina, baby. I listened to me a little Randy Travis and Jay-Z. That doesn't even make sense to a lot of you, but I like his music too. So I'm listening to all this kind of music. It's all kind of music. And I, I was working on two messages, one for another church I'd shared somewhere else, and then this one. This message came from kind of listening to a Randy Travis song, and the song is called The Box. And it's a song about a guy who had hit a whole bunch of stuff in his box in his life, and nobody knew what was in there till he died. And Randy's song 
is about opening this box and pulling out all these things that represented something to do with his life. Some were good and some weren't so good. And I began to, as I was flying on this plane, low, looking over, I could see that farm and I could see like, you know, a couple of cars and then I'd go to the night, I could see that. And I started thinking, I wonder what these people, not me, not you, I just, this is just, it's how it started in my head. I wonder what they hide in their box. I wonder what that lady in that house right there has got in her box. I wonder if that guy's wife right there knows what's in his box. Now, I don't know these houses. I don't know any of these people. I'm just saying what I started thinking about was we're really good at hiding. And you know what else I think about? I, I just observe about us as humans. We're obsessed with hiding. Everybody in here right now is thinking of the thing that you hide. You got it somewhere. Maybe you got a box that looks somewhat like this. I, I don't know. What concerns me is what can get hidden in here that keeps us from having a heart for the house. Because you see, if your house isn't fully clean and given over to the Lord, you don't get the importance of what you're doing in this house. Have a, this, this message is too real for me this morning. It's too personal. Because I have a dear friend I've ministered with for many, many, many years. Hid something in his box for over 20 years. Had it. Nobody knew. Until it started sneaking out. Just a little bit at first. He thought he was going to be able to keep it in there. But it got exposed. It's ruined his life. He's depressed. He's suicidal. Because of what he hid. And this morning, it's quieter than a mouse in here. Because we're all good at this. He said, Dan, are you going to talk about it? You're going to make us think about our box? Mm-hmm. Right dead on it. And, and the good news, if you're sitting there right now and you're already going, shoot, I wish that Shannon guy would have shown up. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Because we don't like thinking about our boxes. It's not fun. It's a lot more fun to talk about. I'm sure Shannon would have challenged you too. But I mean, you know, it, this isn't comfortable. And the good news for you is we've been doing this from the beginning of time. You aren't weird. If you're a boxer, you know, you hide stuff. You aren't weird. You're normal. I can prove it. I got my, brought my big old Bible this morning. Sometimes I use an iPad. This morning I got my big old Bible. Let me show you something. It's the Bible I use. I study in it a lot. And I went to the first page of the Bible, and I thought, I'm going to see how far I can get before we start hiding stuff. So I read the first page. That's Genesis chapter 1. That's creation right there. That's that first page. Then you turn the page over, a little more creation, and then God makes mankind. 
And I'm up to, I'm in the next section of the third page and the word of God says, then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they hid. I didn't even get three pages in this old thing. We're obsessed with hiding and we've been doing it from the beginning of time. And we're still doing it in 2015. And what's happening for a lot of us, and I, I, to represent the story, I put a snake in here. I thought I'd bring this because you guys get accused of being a weird church, so just tell the people at work tomorrow, yep, Pastor Hound snakes yesterday. <laughs> but this is what we look like to God. Dan, you got anything? No, I'm good. What's that dangling over on the side? Ain't nothing. And my buddy walked around like this for 20 years. And the snake finally bit him. And this morning, I, I got I to tell you, I woke up. I got the final text to myself this morning at 124, I think it was. Merle sent a text saying, hey, Dan, you're up tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, good to know. <laughs> so I got out of bed and I spent time with the Lord from 2 to 4. I don't think Jane knew I was up. I was up moving around. And, and, and this is honestly one of the things I thought, Lord, why, why are you picking me? Why did you have me come? You know, because Pastor Dwayne could have obviously preached. Someone else could have preached. Why do you want me to preach? And this is what I felt the Lord honestly laid on my heart. There will be someone tomorrow morning, and now it's here, whose life will be changed if they will get the snake out of their box. It's going to save them from ruining their life. And I got to tell you, that was pretty motivating. It was hard for me actually to get back to sleep because I thought I need to bring this message and I need to bring it with power. Because obviously this is nothing to worry about. I got to admire for two bucks. <laughs> but the snake, the serpent, Satan, is trying to destroy your life with what's going on in here. And I'm going to this morning, here's what I'm going to try to show you what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to help you get the lid off and help you face it. And I want to tell you before I do why you don't like to do this. See, fear is why we hide stuff in the box. Fear. Well, what if so-and-so finds out? What if they knew I had an issue with that? The church where I'm preaching this weekend up in Michigan, mid-Michigan. Pastor there is a friend of mine, and I said to him, you've been here a while now? He said, 10 years? I said, oh, that's awesome. And I said to him, how'd you end up here? Pastor. He said, the pastor before me, nobody knew it, but he was hiding that he was an alcoholic, and it finally came out. See, see, see that stinking hidden box. And some of you, when Pastor Dwayne comes up and talks about, you know, having a heart for the house, you can't have a heart for the house yet because your own house isn't clean. God can't fully speak and get you the way he wants to get you because your house ain't clean. And even this morning, there are some of you who would love to come fully clean, but you are fearful of what your spouse might think. Totally get that. I totally 
totally get it. I don't stand up here and go, don't understand. I get it. You're normal. There are some teens here this morning. You'd love for your parents really know. In fact, they might be able to help you, but you are scared. You are normal because God said to Adam and Eve, where are you? They were hid. Now, you guys get he knew where they were, right? You know he was just playing with them. He could smell them right there. And he's looking down. I, I think it had to be fun for him to go, boo, where are you? They're under a canopy of leaves, you know, because they know they're naked now. Where are you? See, see, the biggest thing you can do this morning, watch this, is acknowledge I'm a hider. I, I'm a boxer. And I, and I wrote this down as I was working on this little message there on the plane. Listen to this. Before you can get out for alcoholism, you got to admit you're an alcoholic. Before you get freedom from a life of sin, you got to admit you're a sinner. And before you can be freed from a box, you have to confess, I'm a boxer. So this morning, step one is when God speaks and says, hey, this morning, hey, where are you? Don't hide. Just go, uh, right here, God, you see it. You understand he can look right through your box. But fear makes us hide it because we're afraid. You ready? We're afraid of what man thinks. We know that God's omnipotent and all-powerful and transparent and can see through everything. But we find ourselves way more consumed with man. And so, for all of us here, Whatever you're hiding in your box today, Jesus says, I've come to give you freedom. I've, I've come to help you deal with that. And, and see, you know, I, I can make a list of the things we hide. We hide secret sins. We, you know, tying right into this series, we hide our money. You know, God, I'm going to give you a part of it, but I got this one thing I keep under my bed. I know you don't know about it, but it's full of gold bars. Shh. God's like, Really? I mean, I'm, the streets where you're headed are paved with gold, dude. You don't need to hide it. But we do. And you, get, you know what your thing is. I don't know. Everybody's just different. And there, there's somebody, you're not hiding anything. Good job. Way to go. I'm proud of you. I wish I was there. You say, Dan, you mean you have stuff? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Well, I can't believe you would say that. Well, I, I, I was called when I first went to ministry. I was telling Pastor Dwayne and Jeannie this on Wednesday. Jane and I, when we were called to start this winning at home ministry, I, I remember, you know, I was in finance. I was in a whole different field. And I remember the Lord's calling me. And I said to Jane, I, I don't want to talk about marriage and family stuff because I don't have it figured out yet. You know, let me get older and have it figured out. Mm-hmm. And I remember the Lord saying, just, I want you to be honest and transparent speaker. So this morning, I'm going to tell you what I have to make sure I keep clean in my box. My wife's sitting right, she's right there. I, I, you know, I, I'm just going to at least say this because I'm sure you look at me and you think, I bet he struggles with fame. No, no, don't care. I don't know what it is. You know, I got buddies who do what I do and I can tell they're caught up in, you know, getting to speak here, getting on. 
Jane knows this about me. I don't know why. Maybe it's the way mom raised me, but I say it's more the Lord's been good to me. I just don't struggle with fame. I don't like you knowing me and me, and you knowing I think I'm a big speaker. Doesn't I just don't care. Because, you know, the, the good news for all us speakers like me is someday we're going to die. And what we said, you know, somebody else needs to be speaking because we're done. Um, money, I don't know why the Lord took that when I went into ministry. Just I don't have the desire to chase money. I, but when I get some, I'm thankful. I'm not going to lie. But I, it's not what I crave. I don't live for money. My thing that I have to be careful of, hiding my box, starting when I was a little kid. My buddy Robert's dad got Playboy magazine. And his dad got that magazine, and I remember me and Robert used to say to each other, we were young kids, 10, 12, and we'd say to him, hey, let's take one and, ready, get ready, let's take one and put it in the hideout. So I started learning to hide really early, see. My mom, what do you boys do down there at the hideout? Nothing, why? Well, make sure you don't do anything you shouldn't. Mom, come on, look. We're good kids. <laughs> when I was 17 or so, I was working at a store called Winn-Dixie. It's like Meyer, you know, grocery store. Get a lunch hour, noon to one, I'd lunch. And so I went out to get lunch. And one of those trips out, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go buy my own self. I'm old enough now. I can get my own magazines. So I bought my own magazine. I'm a big man now. And I laid it on the seat. I remember this clear as day. I laid it on the seat and I'm driving back to work. I got the magazine laying on the seat and I'm looking down at it. And I got looking too long. And I rear-ended the car ahead of me so stinking hard, man. I boo, pow, and that magazine flew. And what do you think I did? I grabbed that thing and I hit it <laughs> under the seat. That's embarrassing. Police officer, son, what happened? I, I took my eye off the road. What were you looking at? turtle saw a turtle on the road I, anything other than that tell nobody that any of y'all relate to any of this because you got something in your life so guess what here I am 55 this girl sitting on the second row here her name is Jane I tell her all the time babe help me make sure I don't click on anything I shouldn't help me babe I, I want to be careful here's Here's why I do that. You say, Dan, why are you telling us this? Because I don't want Satan to fill my box full of that crap and it destroy my life, my marriage, my ministry, and my children. And so in order to do that, I am open with her. Now, I know what you're thinking right now. <laughs> Some guy sitting here going, I ain't telling my wife on the way home. She'll take that snake, she'll wrap it around my neck, she'll tighten me like that. I, I understand. I understand. I get it. And you ladies, I, I, I took a risk here. There's some lady going to go, I don't like him anymore. He struggles with that. I'm sorry, I'm just an honest person. If I could come live with you for a month, I'd probably find a little of your weakness too. Part of it might be that little attitude you got toward me right now. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that, honey, should I? <laughs> Emails to Dwayne at reslife.com. <laughs> <laughs> but my whole point is, listen, my whole point is we all got something. 
And here's the thing. Don't let that something destroy your life. Don't let that something destroy your life. We hide out of fear. And, and another reason we hide is out of shame. Shame. Shame will kill you. Shame will take you down. Because some of y'all got something in your past. Satan loves to shame you. You can't be all you can be for God. You, you don't. Listen. Something in your past haunts you enough that you've, you've squashed your whole life down. You don't even go out and do what you should do. Because you can't. You've been shamed into it. And you want to have a heart for God's house, but I, I, I live pretty sequestered. There's a girl I know who's in her 20s, and she's living with so much shame right now. Of decisions she made, things she's done. She, she, if you even say something to her, she says, well, I want, I want my life to make a difference for the Lord, but I just got so many, I got so many things. And Satan goes, <laughs> Yep, I put them in that box, and I'm going to just remind you the rest of your life, you did all that stuff. And that's Satan. He is a stinking liar. When Jesus came and says, I free you, I give you freedom, I forgive your sins, you need to know. And Jesus didn't say, and by the way, I'm going to leave those things in your box. Nope. Satan is lying if you're believing that crap. He's lying to you, and you need to not believe it because Jesus came to give you freedom from that. And li listen, here's what I know. Because see, you, yeah, those 20-year-olds, yeah, that, that would make sense they would struggle with it. So Jane and I are in Florida with a lady not long ago, and she's over 70. Over 70! We're sitting at dinner. We start talking. We're sharing about our lives and our past. You say, I don't have anything in my past. Run for president, we'll find out. <laughs> we're down there, we're sitting there. She shared something that happened to her when she was 16, 17. 16 or 17. I said to her, can I ask you some questions about that? She's over 70 and she went, head down. I'd rather not. I said, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. This is almost 60 years ago. Can I just ask you a few questions? I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I said, why not? She said, I'm so ashamed. I said, ma'am, you've been freed. You're a great lady. You, you've used your life. You've come. The Lord, oh, are you serious? Yeah. We left. I said to my wife, does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Are you really going to let Satan do that to you for the rest of your life? He is a stinking liar. If you want to be used fully, I told this lady, I said, ma'am, if you would just come and start opening up about that, no telling how many young girls would look and go, wow, you struggled with that once and look where you are now. Wow, this gives me hope. Listen to me today. The message of Jesus Christ is a message of hope. All of us, all of us in this room ought to be ashamed of all the stuff we're done. But once Jesus cleanses us, the shame has gone. It has been lifted. Don't you dare forget that. But boy, Satan loves to use it, doesn't he? He beats us up with it. Past things. Pride. 
you get pride in your box. Uh, uh, and, and it's just true for a lot of people who their money becomes their pride. And then all of a sudden they're trying to keep their pride. And if something happens with their money, they base their whole value system on that. Jane and I know another man right now. It just happened in the last month. He's, he's about to be fully exposed in this area of what he's done with money. It, it, it's going to be awful for him. And it's because he hid. He hid. And, and this is what ends up happening. <laughs> we got this box down there in our life, and we walk around, we look okay. People say, you're walking a little funny. No, I'm good. <laughs> well, you look like you need to use the restroom. No, I'm good. <laughs> you have any issues hiding anything? No, why would you say that? <laughs> Do I look like I'm hiding something? It's funny, isn't it? Jesus came to give you life and to give it abundantly. Abundantly, abundantly. And as long as Satan can trap you with that old stinking rotten box, you can't live or give the way you ought to. If you got a box, you can't live or give the way you ought to. And I have the privilege here of telling you this morning, if you really want to get in on what it means to be fully devoted to Jesus Christ and to give your life fully to him, then today, cleanse your box. <laughs> it, it's just a matter of saying, Jesus, it, the message of Jesus Christ is so simple. Watch this, Jesus, here it is. I give it to you. Will you take it? Thank you. Get it out of my life. Thank you, Jesus. The message of Jesus is very simple, but we like to hang on. And again, you get to pick what's in your box. I, I uh, went over for a moment and stood at the side, and I'm looking up. I was looking at the audience. You guys didn't know I was watching you. While we're doing worship, during the other stuff, I saw one dude already sleeping up there. That's why I dropped the box, woke him up. And I, and I started thinking, I, I, I wonder what we're all hiding. But I don't wonder who the who the one is who can cleanse us of all the high. I wonder what we're, but I don't have to wonder who can cleanse us. His name is Jesus. He came to set you free. And when he gets you, listen, here's what's really cool, Pastor Dwayne talking about having a heart for the house. When he gets you, all that other stuff falls in order. You won't have any trouble giving. You won't have any trouble saying, well, Lord, of course I want. Of course I want to build into your kingdom because that's why I'm here. I'm not here for me, I'm here for you. Jane and I know this couple and Dwayne asked me if I could share a story, or someone did mention to share a story. Yeah, he did. So Jane and I know this young couple, and I texted them this morning and said, may I share your story? They said, sure. They had in their box, and I can't get it back. You grab it for me. I'm sorry. I don't want you to go retrieve your box, but I need it for the story. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, we know this couple who in their box is, uh, is their financial stuff, didn't know. Uh, they were hiding that you know, we're making this money. We don't really want to tie because we, we don't even think we can make our ends meet. And so they came, actually came more to Jane than to me. And Jane said to them, test the Lord in this matter, right out of Scripture. Test the Lord with your giving. Well, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know if we can do it because if we do it and really give that to the Lord, we don't know if we'll be able to make it. Well, you might be able to actually fully walk if you do it. And so they tested the Lord. And this is a 
all praise to the Lord because I remember the young lady cried. She cried with Jane on the phone going, we, we won't have money. I don't think we'll make it. Because I had a young kid. We won't be able to make it. And about two months or three months after they made that decision and began to just tie to the Lord, he was called into the office. I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. You can ask my Jane. His salary almost doubled. They, they changed his salary almost doubled his salary. There, I thought, we got to go give more, man. We got to give more. You know why? Because the Lord sees how you handle your little box. And so as you're challenged, you say, my area is not in finances. Perfect. Maybe it's one like I talked about. The key is keep yourself clean because then you can have a heart for God's house because your house is clean. I've preached too long, so we need to stop. And here's how we're going to stop. I'm going to ask you to all stand with me. Will you join me in standing? Keep your heads bowed a moment. Just stand right up. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Here's what I want you to do. If you would hand your box over, Lord, look at my, look at my body up here. I'm going to do this motion. Just put your hands out saying, Lord, here's my box. If you're here today and the Lord's spoken to you, just do this motion. Lord, here's my box. Jesus, we hold our boxes out. We are so good at hiding. And the funny part is we don't even want to be this way. So forgive us. We lay our box at your feet. Cleanse us, renew us, make us whole. Clean us up so that we'll have a bigger heart for the house of God. Use us. Use our lives, our money, our time, our talents so that your kingdom can be enhanced. And we all ask in the name of Jesus saying, Amen. If you're here this morning and you don't know the Lord as Savior and you even prayed right there that you give the box of your life to Christ, we want to help you with that. Pastor Scott will give you information on what to do next. But that's why we're here because Jesus is the one who cleanses all of our sins. Thank you for listening to this series. For more information, call 616-534-4923 or visit us at reslife.org.